What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McNichols, joined by my co-host, Rich Houck, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything Dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. Today is, it's Sunday, May 21st. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, Ryan McNichols here with you. Got co-host Rich Houck. Hey everybody, what is up? And our producer Mike Coyle. Hello. Alright, so sorry we're, we're a little frazzled today. We got up earlier today and uh, went out, but did some cardio, played some tennis. Yeah, crack of dawn, dude. I don't know if we can call it tennis what we were playing, but we were attempting to play tennis. Yeah, we were rallying, dude. Hey, we were dude. getting back into the sport. Beginners, yeah. beginners. I'd like to see other people out there who go off to play on two courts at dude, the same time. How about the guy, <laughs> before you got there, there was a guy playing pickleball with his wife. Oh, he was there when I got there. Uh, uh, without a shirt on? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he. Did. I had to hit the ball back to him. He one got time. overheated pretty quickly because it was still only like seventy degrees. Why he had his shirt off? He was getting a little frustrated when our tennis balls were heading on to his side of the the uh, the courts. Was too. he? Was you he? Tell? Yeah, he was getting a little upset. I'm sorry we're playing tennis on the tennis courts and you're playing pickleball. Well, I mean, I don't really care about that, but it's also like the not not that many balls went over there. There's only a couple. It was like two or three times, but every yet. time he I, he looked visib- visibly frustrated. Yeah, maybe. Is that a tennis thing that we don't know about that you should really shouldn't, if there's somebody playing next to you, you shouldn't be playing balls that are <laughs> probably like not inbounds or playable? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. We wouldn't know. I don't know. We don't have any of the equipment outside the rackets and the ball. We we do need to get some cool wristbands, and headband, headbands, tennis, maybe tennis shoes. I don't know. All right, so we're breakaway, tearaway pants. Yeah. We're a tennis podcast now. We'll be uh, updating you as our skill level increases. We'll let you know when we are uh, pro. Mm-hmm. That's the direction we're going. Anybody wants uh, to play? Yeah, you want the smoke on the Philly. We're also, I think, uh, adding golf and paintball to the list as our professions as well. Those mm-hmm. are these are things yeah. we're going to be doing. Well, you guys will never play golf, so that's <laughs> I think you can scratch that off the list. So. Yeah, you can, you can go ahead and pencil that in as forever for me. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna play golf. Nah. Yeah. nah, I'm good on that. Aww. I'd um, consider it. I just, you know, every, everyone always wants to start playing golf at nine in the morning. Yeah, it's a morning. It's a morning. Yeah, it's a morning sport. It's also a drinking sport, which is, you know, it's not a, really my thing either. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's enough of that. Let's get into what we're doing today. So that was a nice little uh, start to our episode there. <laughs> Hope everybody's still listening. So we're going to be talking about Dynasty QB rankings today. We're going to go through sleepers, ADP, as far as if you were doing a startup league. So for those of you out there, if you're starting a new league or if you're just trying to get an idea generally of where quarterbacks' values or ranks fall at, that's what we're going to be going through. We're going to follow through on sleeper and then talk about our own rankings as well. And that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to go from there and just see where the conversation goes and unfolds. Depends on how long this goes. May or may not split this. We'll see what's going on. Uh, but let's just start off. We'll go through the, what do we say? We're going through the first five, and then we'll uh, yeah, discuss. We'll go. we'll go off the sleeper ADP, I believe, is how you guys wanted to do it. All right. We were talking about it earlier. So the first five quarterbacks for sleeper. Number one is Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Number two, Josh Allens. Three is Jalen Hurts. Four is Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals. And five is Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers. I apologize for not saying the teams for the first three guys. Patrick Mahomes was a given. I didn't think I'd have yeah, to explain know. that. Yeah, you got, you we know, know where those guys play. Yeah. We know where they play. <laughs> you can look it up if you don't. So, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, the first three. 
So uh, I was pretty chalked there. I, that was the same order that I had it in when I looked at it. The uh, Patrick Mahomes is one for you as well, correct, Rich? Yes. All right. So Patrick Mahomes, obviously, he's shown for a long time. You know that he's just basically since he's been the starter, he's been producing for football, for NFL football, and for fantasy football. Good combination of both passing and running. And feel like if needed to become like a strictly a, a thrower and without the run game, he could do that and still get your points. You got Andy Reid there. Great offensive mind, offensive scheme over there that puts up a lot of yards and a lot of points for the quarterback. Lost Tyreek Hill, still didn't matter, still put up, you know, QB1 numbers. Patrick Mahomes, number one quarterback there. Number two, I agree with Sleeper, but I think this is where you started to differ a little bit. Yes, uh, number two for me is Joe Burrow. Okay. You do have a great many things to explain. They got the weapons. He's got everything you need. I know he doesn't have the rushing upside, but he's a guy to me you can count on year in and year out for 4,000 yards and 30 to 35 touchdowns, which will put him in that, that top eight to top five range. And I know I'm ranking him two and him with his upside being top five, but I, I look at it as a longevity standpoint. I have some questions um, about Josh Allen's style of play. Um, being able to to really hold up over the long haul, and it's it's fun to watch. I don't mean it as a knock. He's number three for me, so it's not like he's far down. So you also have him over Jalen Hurts, who uh, yeah. sleeper has above Joe Burrow as well. So yeah. it's both Allen and Hurts. They're they're both right after three and four. Allen and Hurts in that, in that order. That's just uh, a personal thing. I, I prefer Burrow. Okay, so yeah, I agreed with sleeper here though. Josh Allen, just we've seen the performance. Uh, you know the top level performance consistently for the past few years now and again just one of those things where he has he has the rushing upside that's what Joe Burrow doesn't have and that's why I agree with him being at five where I have him with sleeper and Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts being above him because they both have the rushing upside now you said there's a concern as you go on that maybe they you know they lose their rushing upside and they have to strictly become you know passing quarterbacks but I think Josh Allen has shown enough where I'm not worried if he has to make that transition I think he could do that and it wouldn't be an issue uh, I know we keep talking about you know the the weapons there or like we're concerned about the weapons I feel like they keep trying to give him more weapons though so I'm not worried that like you know Stefan Diggs a little older aging out and he might need to be replaced soon I feel like they keep trying to take swings at it and eventually you know they're they're gonna hit on somebody else besides you Stefan Diggs or maybe even trade and acquire a veteran like they did to get Diggs in there they just don't need to do that now while they have Diggs that's why they've been content to you know take Gabe Davis and then uh Khalil Shakir and now Dalton Kincaid in the first round this year like they keep trying to add another weapon in the passing game for him but I don't think they've had the urgency to acquire like a veteran like when they acquired Stefan Diggs because they still have Stefan Diggs there and then Jalen Hurts is beneath him because he should. He has. He's got the one year of really the top end production. I mean, he did well the year before that, but he was kind of like up and down, and he didn't really have the the passing volume. He showed the combination of both last year, but that's only the one year of production of both. And I don't know that he's convinced me to the point like with Josh Allen, where if he had to transition to being solely a pocket quarterback, I don't know if he could necessarily do that. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying he hasn't proven that with what he, uh, is only the one year of production so far. That's why he's beneath Josh Allen. And then Joe Burrow is right after that for me because, again, he just doesn't have that rushing upside. Also, like, again, it's like, you know, Jalen Hurts, even though he hasn't shown the, you know, the the passing ability yet, he's also, you know, only 25 or, you know, he'll be tw- uh, just over 25 when the season starts. And, you know, Joe Burrow is uh, 26, he's over, he's like a year and a half older than him, essentially. And, you know, you talked about that. That was when you're 
I was looking at Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. I was just surprised. I feel like Josh Allen's been in the league for, what, six, seven years now at this point? How many – can you want to – Yeah, I can take a look at the board. I'm pretty sure he's been in the league for about six years, if not more. And Joe Burrow's going into his fourth year in the league, and it's just they're, they're five months apart, essentially. It's like you know six months apart in age. 2023 will be Allen's sixth year in the league. It'll be a sixth year in the league. So, yeah, and just – Joe Barrow's already had the injury, and that's when you talk about, you know, concern for longevity. Joe Barrow's already had a major injury, and Allen hasn't had it yet. And you can say, well, maybe that means he's had one coming. But, again, I just think that uh, – Yeah, I mean, Barrow tore his ACOs. That was his rookie year. He's yeah. He's back, and he's looked dominant since. Like, I'm not too concerned about that injury. It's not even so much a concern about the injury. It's just, you know, when you bring up a concern about Josh Allen's play style or something falling off, it's just, you know, he hasn't really been too much of an injury issue. Yeah. What I mean by that so is far the way with he or... is always looking to lower his shoulder and run for that extra yeah. yard. Burrow's not doing that. Like, you don't have that concern. Like, every time Josh Allen runs the ball, he seeks out contact. Yeah, it feels he's out like. there rubbling. And, like, yeah, it's fun to watch and it's cool, but, like, from a fantasy standpoint, like, that's a guy who, you know, I'm going to enjoy from afar. Like, like it's. Maybe I won't have the greatest of quarterback I could possibly get, but you're telling me I could have Burrow, who I will feel a lot better about week in and week out, staying healthy and being in my lineup than I will about Josh Allen. Like I'm, I'm going to do that. No, I totally understand what you're saying. I totally, yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying with the way he plays. Where even though it hasn't happened yet, it's the way he right. plays suggests that there's a higher chance that it could happen mm-hmm. yeah, he, going he, forward. He, and based on the rhetoric coming out of the rhetoric, based on like what they've said. Uh, he understands that, and he's not stupid. He knows he's going to yeah. have to be, a, you know, he's not going to be able to run forever. Well, see, yeah. you know, not saying these guys are anything alike, but how many times was it drilled into Carson Wentz that he needed drilled. to stop doing that, and he just couldn't do it? Andrew Luck was the same way. He needed to stop. He couldn't stop. Yep. And, you know, I, did Andrew Luck? He couldn't so stop hits. seeking out contact, or like you know, his one, line couldn't protect like, him from contact. One, he couldn't get. <laughs> one, their line sucked. But two, when he scrambled and when he ran, he was another dude who lowered the boom. Okay, he wasn't looking to run out of bounds. He wasn't looking to slide. He's such a crazy way to play. Uh. I mean, yeah, I have Joe Burrow in our dynasty league, so you know you don't have to, you know, convince me or, or you know try to, you know, I'm not here to hate on Joe Burrow, you know, any, you know, gladly take him being ranked number two as a dynasty quarterback because I have him in our league. Also have Jalen Hurts because I drafted both of them before this uh, these breakouts happened for them. Yeah, we're blocked, uh-huh. right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Well, it hasn't helped me win, so you know. You got quarterbacks. Yeah, I got quarterbacks. I'm set at quarterback. I don't have to worry about addressing that position for a while. Superflex League, you'd be flying high. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Mike keeps trying to get us to vote for it. I'm like, we can do that. I'm like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm one of like the only teams that has two viable starting quarterbacks on their team. That's why you don't do it till a few years down the line. (laughs) Okay. You know, start looking for Barrow and Hertz will both still be there. Uh, Yeah, they'll be three or four years older. (laughs) Do we still agree? uh, Did you agree that Herbert was five then on the list? No, I do not. Okay, I do have Herbert as five. Number five for me is Trevor Lawrence. Okay, that's interesting. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. I'll take alert. I'll take alert. I'll take alert. We're going to be looking back on this one after the season being like, "Mm, he is top five. He is top five. Yep. Okay. We're going to see it this season, the next leap. We saw it from year one to year two when he got a real offensive coach. Uh-huh. Now he has continuity in the system, and we're looking for a bigger leap year two to year three. Here it comes. All right. Also have Calvin Ridley joining the team. 
over there in Jacksonville. Um, yeah, I, I just I agreed that Herbert should be there for now. I mean, he's just he's thr- he's had the passing volume so far pretty much every year. Uh, don't remember exactly off the top of my head, but I remember looking. I think it's multiple seasons now with you know four thousand plus passing yards. Just the consistency. It's already been shown. It's already been proven. Uh, he's still a young guy. Um, you know, he's on. You know, he's only twenty five as well. About twenty. He'll be twenty five and a half essentially when the season opens. And just the way that the scheme there and the Chargers and the way he's played, it's just like again they they this seems like a team that for whatever reason always seems to be in shootouts. Like despite having a good defense and a good offense, they just never seem to be able to pull ahead. Like you know, like the Chiefs or the Eagles have been doing in games, they always seem to be having a back and forth with their opponents. Not sure why. Yeah, they, maybe uh, the offensive coordinator change fixes that. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. No, yeah, it's, I don't. Uh, the Chargers are. I don't know why they stink as much as they do. It seems like all because they're the Chargers. Yeah, they're the Chargers. That's just the way it goes. There's, Chargers going to charge. There's no it. rational thinking you could put into it. Like yeah. on paper, they look like you know they should be studs. Going. And you know, when the season comes around, weird things happen because they're the Chargers. Yeah, they just yeah. Have, they just don't win games. They don't win football games. It's weird. weird. So yeah, so Justin Herbert's passing yards the uh, since he's been a starter, or essentially since he came in the league, because he's been starting since he came in the league, uh, four thousand three hundred, five thousand. 4,700. Touchdowns 31, 38, 25. I mean, he's just consistently producing in volume yeah. in the yeah. passing game. So It's not that... I don't have him far. He's six. Yeah. And so Splitting just, hairs here, but I, yeah. you taking your stance with, on your yeah. guy. With Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Plant your flag, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, number six for me is uh, and sleeper as well is Lamar Jackson. Who obviously again? This is the rushing upside. The thing with Lamar is not a whole lot in the passing game. So that's again the reason he's not up there like Allen and Hurts is because I don't. He hasn't shown as much to be able to throw. It, not he can't throw. I, the this has nothing to do. Yeah. yeah, the offense but, that he has been in has not emphasized the passing game enough. Where I feel that he could transition to being purely a passer. This this season, he's got a chance to reassert himself into that top five QB discussion after this season. They get the new offense. He you throws know, for six thousand yards. He gets a, stays healthy. They take the you know they get a rookie wide receiver. You know J.K. Dobbins a year removed from yeah. his injury. Like if they they could have a good. They could have a very good offensive season, and we could be looking at Lamar a lot differently this time next year. Yeah. Lamar's passing yards since he's come into the league. First year, he only played seven games, 1,200 passing yards. Okay. Plus Fo- 200 a game. Yeah. Following year, uh, 3,100 passing yards, 2,700 passing yards, 2,800, 2,200. So he's broken 3,000 yards once and never come close to – a 4,000 yard season. So the passing volume has just not been there. Maybe the uh, offense transitions. And again, that's why he's at six at the moment with the, if there's a transition there and they start throwing more and his volume, and his volume in the passing game goes up, he'll be ranked above Herbert for me, uh, you know, going into next season. And, and maybe again, I'm uh, he signed the long term uh, deal with Baltimore there. So he's going to be there for a while. So that might even move him above Barrow for me. Cause I have Barrow and Herbert right there because they don't have the, Rushing volume, but they've shown the passing game, and then I'd move Lamar Jackson in the same category essentially as Allen Hurts and and well, yeah, Allen Hurts and Lamar would be all right there together for me. And six, you said was Herbert for you, and you yep. had Lawrence there. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, number seven for sleeper ADP is Justin Fields. 
which I thought was a little high. Uh, I have Trevor Lawrence there, so he's right there again. The the thing keeping him out is one the lack of the rushing upside. He's he's not really ever going to have that, and he's had the one year of production with Dougie P. But again, I have him right there again. I like with you. I, I think that Doug Peterson's a good head coach. I think they've got a good offensive scheme. I think he'll produce in the vast of. Uh, the passing game, he just doesn't have the rushing upside. So again, with me, depending on how the season goes, this will be a thing where Lamar will move up to be in the same category with Hurts and Allen because they have the rushing upside, and then Trevor Lawrence will be right there with Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert in a tier for me with their passing game. That's essentially how I'm. I think things will end up unfolding. That's my projection, but that hasn't happened yet. So if I'm, you know, drafting right now, that's why they're where they're at. But I could totally see that shift happening by the end of the season. And how do we feel about Justin Fields being there at seven? Because I have him right after that at eight. Uh, seven, I have Lamar Jackson. Okay. And uh, that's Fields, I have at eight. Okay. So, yeah, we're both having there at eight. Uh, again, he, I think he just has less proven in the passing game. I think we don't feel as great about the Bears' offense and their offensive scheme. This has been a team that traditionally likes to play defense and run the ball. They're looking to change it up. You know, if <sighs> I was talking about that year three leap. Or the next year leap or year two? What is it for yeah, Fields? Two, year three. two? Yeah. This will be his third year. Yeah. Uh, this is his uh, chance. I, I mean, I, yeah. If it, if he puts it together passing, this guy's, we might be looking at him as a top three quarterback. Yeah. Legitimately. Yeah. Like if he is able to put it together and he doesn't even have to throw for 4,000, 4,500 yards. Like, even if he just he, anywhere like that 3,000 to 3,500, like we see with Lamar. Mm-hmm. Like, with his rushing upside, that that would be that is like QB one, QB one upside. Eleven hundred yards last season. Yeah, I mean he had those monster. Ga- Didn't he have a few monster games last season? I'm pretty sure he did. Oh, uh, because of his rushing. Yeah. Right. Yes. Exactly. Um. So yeah. So I had the thing is there. He just again not proven anything really as far as in the passing game goes, and it's a matter of if you're playing quarterback. The longevity, if you're purely a rushing quarterback, isn't going to be that long. Uh, so realistically, like he can't, you know, keep doing what he was doing in the uh, rushing game last. Like he had, yeah, 1,100 rushing yards last season in 15 games. So it's uh, 76 rushing yards per game. Uh, I don't imagine it's a sustainable pace, yeah. which is why he needs to transition to being the passing quarterback. How and many again, touchdowns just, did he have though? Uh, rushing touchdowns? Yes. Uh, eight. That is sustainable. Uh, he Even if the yards dip a bit, even if he falls down to 750, 800 yards, the touchdowns are still there. Like, when they get into the red zone, he's going to be a threat to run it in, and they're going to use it. Mm-hmm. Like, even if he's not running the ball a ton from 20 to 20, yeah. when they get it in the red zone is where that's going to pop back out, even if they want even if they want to, you know, limit it. It's, dude, also, you know, I, I don't know, I haven't really looked at what really is being talked about on fields in the last like week or so, but, I mean, a lot of people are down, are pretty down on it. Like, I, don't, I, I don't understand why. Like, yeah. You're talking about a guy with the chance to, these are the dudes you want to take. Like, yeah, it might blow up in your face and you might have to go to the waiver wire yeah. week one or, or week, week one, week like six or seven, mm-hmm. and you have to go get a, you know, a Stafford who's out there probably not doing much or like a Jimmy just whatever you may have to do that but there's a, a re- re- realistic shot that you end up with a dude who's got league winning upside dude, he, like, I, I don't get it when he was putting it together last season like here and there like I thought he like really flashed like some some passing ability that could be great um you know and 
bringing in DJ Moore. See, he's got uh, a great deep ball. Same thing you said earlier with uh, Trevor Lawrence. It'll be his second year in the same offense, right? Like, so continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, definitely. He got uh, some help on the uh, O-line as well. So, I think, I, I mean, if it's going to happen, it could happen this year. I think we yeah, should have I a mean, much clearer picture. Them of projection of his targeting career. DJ Moore was big for Justin Fields in the strength that, like, he – Wants to get down the field, and DJ Ball's a, DJ Moore is a, is a good deep ball catcher. He's able to get behind the defense, and that's Fields' strength in his game is using his arm strength and getting the ball down the field. Where he struggles is intermediary stuff, the accuracy and the timing. Like, but he could he could chuck that thing unless somebody will run under. It. Yeah, and like that's what DJ Moore can do. So like, there's a yeah, I like it. Rice looks like he's got something. He doesn't agree. Oh no, no, I'm I'm fine. I was okay. just tennis struck. Uh, no, I was just waiting to uh, say something, so I was just organizing my thought. While you were finishing up yours. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No uh, problem. No, so the fantasy community, though, seems like has been high on Justin Fields. And I think that has a lot to do with, you look at guys like, you look at what Jalen Hurts did when they brought when Philly brought him in. In his first season, he did a lot of rushing. And then they bring in A.J. Brown after, dra- after you know, they drafted Devonta Smith. Didn't seem to be quite enough, so they bring in A.J. Brown. And then the game... His uh, whole game takes a step forward now that he's got you know two viable pass weapons plus his rushing game. They balanced out the offense a bit more in addition to having a good defense and obviously a great offensive line. And you can see the Bears doing the same thing. They bring in DJ Moore, looking at, at people looking at it like that could be like you know the AJ Brown acquisition. They have Darnell Mooney there uh, from before who you know operated as a decent number one receiver for them prior to being injured last year. And then a. Uh, Obviously, they made that trade for Chase Claypool. Don't know, you know, if that does anything for anybody. Don't care. Don't care. Still don't care. I don't care. It doesn't do a whole lot for me, in all honesty, Chase Claypool going to be with them. It's really DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, and then... Cole Komet. Yeah, Cole Komet at tight end. You, you know, you could do better there. You could also do worse. Solid. He looked uh, decent. They did improve the offensive line, though, this offseason, I believe, as well, which is another thing. Um, I the think, offensive line? Yeah. Yeah, they drafted a guy. Yeah, I think they also added somebody in free agency. I'm not 100%. Yeah, they use their they, – so, yeah, they trade back, got DJ Moore, then they uh, grabbed a tackle, Darnell Wright. Yeah. And then, yeah, they got another Tyler Scott but wide receiver in the fourth round. Right, so really what we're looking at there is, you know, the acquisition of D.J. Moore and an improved offensive line, because I think they also added somebody in free agency to the offensive line. Uh, can't remember off the top of my head. But the the thought there is that he can be the next guy that kind of puts it together where he was purely a rushing guy and he can take the step forward and add passing game to to add to what he does, and he takes that leap forward. So, like, the fantasy community has been big on him, but, like, all the, like media shows I've been listening to, you know, things that aren't specifically fantasy but are still, like, NFL or football-related seem to, like, really be pushing back on this because, like, you know, the way the fantasy community is talking about him, he's, like, you know, a top five, you know, a top five quarterback in the league or something. It's like, that's not how we're talking about as, like, an NFL quarterback so you can talk about fantasy-wise, but he's just getting so much talk in the fantasy community. The NFL media is just, like, he's getting he's getting so much hype and he hasn't done anything yet, you know what I mean? He's a because, uh, what, was he graduated 101? Yeah. Where was he grabbing? Uh Justin Fields? Yeah. I, I don't think it was... No, it wasn't 101. Okay, yeah, it was yeah. 101. Okay, yeah. But, like, you know, like, on Good Morning Football, like, Kyle Brandt recently, he's like, you know, if you asked, you know, he asked Twitter, Justin Fields already won two Super Bowls. Like, you know, that's how people are talking about it. And I was like, I felt like that was, you know, a little harsh, like, you know. And so, you know, because they were doing quarterback rankings and stupid things like that and all that. And 
that's just Who what I want to say. That? Where where you're like, where did the hate for Justin Fields come? Oh, like, I feel like the going? major media has been pushing back because they didn't like the fantasy hype, and they want to talk about. You know, they're trying to get us to talk about you know Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins Damn, and crap like sad. that. People don't. You know, quarterbacks, people are pretty much done talking about at this point until they do something. And it's like, you know, we talk about these guys every year. And every year it's the same exact conversation because they never do anything. They're the same guy year in and year out. And every year we come back and we're like, oh, the Vikings could push for the Super Bowl this year. The Cowboys could push for the Super Bowl. And it's just the same result at the end of every season. You're like, why don't they want to talk about it? Why do they want to talk about the new young quarterback in the league that could possibly take the next step forward as opposed to, you know, these guys who have just been, you know, good but not great for so long. It's like, yeah. There's a good reason for that because we're sick of talking about the good but not great when this guy has a chance to be great. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! Sorry. Uh, I just felt like my, you know, Mike had asked you know, why there was so much you know, on Justin Fields. And I, just, like, I heard multiple shows talk mention Justin Fields lately and kind of push back on it because they didn't like the fantasy hype versus you know, real-world accomplishments. Like, yeah, I don't really care. Um, but after that, we'll go through the next pick. So we talked about, we did Lamar Jackson was six and Justin Fields was seven. We'll go through the next three the, on Sleeper. Trevor Lawrence is eight. Kyler Murray is nine. Anthony Richardson is ten. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've got some very confusing emotions right now. I get it with the upside, but I don't know. I, I, I probably wouldn't do that. So, uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson was six for me as well. Lawrence was seven. And then Justin Fields was eight. We talked about those. Uh <laughs> Anthony Richardson at 10. So what that says to me when I when I see that, and I told you this earlier off the pod when we were talking about it, is that means if Anthony Richardson is the 10th ranked quarterback in, 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 you know, startup, that means you're drafting Anthony Richardson to be your starting quarterback in your league. And I can't in good conscience tell you to do that. Like I can't tell you to go into your into your league with Anthony Richardson as your number one QB in a one quarterback league or in a super flex league especially like that's not something I can recommend if he if he's your first quarterback taken you're picking at the end of the round and you've got the next pick you know what I mean like that's that's the back-to-back picks oh god oh god I'm out I'm out yeah I, I, I can't do it man he hasn't played it down to football he's kind of he's he's kind of raw uh, hasn't played a whole lot. I know the Colts are saying he's not as raw as people say. <laughs> but fucking terrible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We haven't seen him play anything. It'd be real funny if he was. I don't, yeah, I don't wish, and, wish any will will out here, but just sometimes it's just, you know. And, like, if you're in a one-quarterback league and you draft him and you get this wrong, like, how far back have you just set, your, you know, your, your fantasy team? Depends you who know? you get as a backup. Right. So, like, that's what it – and now you've, got to, now you've got to make sure you've got another quarterback early to secure that. And so that's, you know, it's really dictating your draft strategy at that point. You know what I mean? Because you now have to grab another quarterback to really secure in case Anthony Richardson's not – and, like, who are you getting at that point? You know what I mean? Like, Someone like Dak Prescott? Mac Jones? Oh my god! Yeah, these are they—they just make you sick to your stomach to think about like oh, who Derek pick? Carr, Derek Carr. Yeah, who am I gonna pick to start this week? Yeah. Geno Smith. Well, Geno's a solid, but you know. Yeah. So we also have Kyler Murray at nine. Uh, I have Kyler Murray at twelve. My number nine is actually Daniel Jones. Uh, same. Uh, one of the first ones we've agreed upon outside of Mahomes. 
Yeah. <laughs> and this was the thing I said. Like I, When I was going through and doing my rankings, I literally wrote, after I got the Justin Fields at 8, it took me so long to decide who was going here at 9. And honestly, Daniel, jo- I put Daniel Jones there. It was one of those things where, like, you know, it was. I was going through all these guys. I was like, I don't feel great about. I don't want to put this guy there. And then I looked at Daniel Jones. And I was like, I mean, he's got he's got the rushing. So you know, like his rushing value. Uh, what's it called? He's last year. He you know. He he had a really good rushing year. Actually, I don't have the exact number in front of me. I apologize. But basically. Um, throughout the course of his, you know, career, he's averaged, you know, somewhere from 200 to 230 passing yards per game, which is, you know, around average, but he's also is giving you, you know, 21 to 44 pass or rushing yards per game, depending on the season and what it is. So that, you know, that's an extra two to four points in the, in the rushing game. That's Vanilla Vic. <laughs> right. And it's not much, but it's more than really like a lot of these guys off their air for this, aside from Kyler Murray. And I just have questions about, like, you know, the Cardinals seem like they're in a, they're, they're about to rebuild. You know what I mean? And Kyler Murray's going to have a new offense. He's going to miss, first off, he's going to miss some portion of this upcoming season that we're not sure how long of. He could miss half of the season. He could end up missing the whole thing, depending on how the season unfolds. He could miss the first month. He's going to miss time. We don't know how much. We don't know how good the Cardinals are going to be, and they seem like they're rebuilding. Uh, the Giants, you know, at least they, they, they've got, they keep adding pass catchers to the team. I don't, you know, we can talk about the quality and where they're all going to play exactly, but uh, he's got the safe rushing floor. Uh, uh, yeah, I just, uh, every guy I tried to compare, it was just one of those things I put him there and then I just kept comparing guys after that. I was like, no, I would take Daniel Jones over that guy. I was like, no, I would take Daniel. And I literally just doing it. I was like, yeah, he's at number nine. I, I don't feel great about it. But, nine by default. Yeah. Hey, uh, so that happened. Do you ha- do you have any significant reason for having Kyler Murray further down? It's also just some of the like so, some of the off field yeah. stuff as well. It's just, I, I'm so confused about that situation. Where is he on the team in two years? Let's do Fortnite come out. I have Murray ten, so not, I don't have him much further down. He's one spot, but I just again with the same thing. I, I kept thinking of who I would rather, who would I take over Kyler, and it, he ended up being t- at ten. All right, so then I finally, uh, so then I have, uh, at 10, I have uh, Tua Tagovailoa. No real rushing game upside. Uh, his uh, passing game has increased each year. Essentially, though, he's gone from, you know, averaging 180 passing yards a game to a little over 200 passing yards a game to last year 270 passing yards per game. Obviously, with the addition of, uh, you know, he got better when they added Jalen Waddle, and then the following year they add Tyree Kill, and his passing game goes up even more. Just doesn't really have any rushing upside, and you're concerned a bit about, you know, the concussions that he suffered. But again, it's just, I mean, he's young. Only, you know, again, one of those guys that's 25. Uh, he seems like he's going to be the guy there in Miami for the foreseeable future. Tyree Kill seems to have been committed to playing three more years of football, and you have Jalen Waddle, who's on the rookie contract. Uh,. Feel okay with him being the starting quarterback? Not necessarily great because he lacks the. I feel like he lacks the top five upside on a weekly basis. But uh, and it seems like you need to have a nice backup too with him because I'm. You know you can rely on to be serviceable because can you count on two to be there week in and week out? Yeah, history yeah, says one. probably not. Right. Even dating back to college. So you make me sad. Uh. Go through the next few then, or the next five. So 11 for Sleeper is Dak Prescott. 12 for the Sleeper is Tua Tagovailoa. 13 is Bryce Young. 
14 is Deshaun Watson, and 15 is C.J. Stroud. How do we feel about that group there? Dak, Tua, Bryce, Deshaun, C.J.? Um, I have some differences. Do you have any overlap? A couple, but not in the order that they have them. Okay. So 11. God bless you. 11, I have Tua. 12 is Richardson. 13, uh, Goff. 14, Dak. 15, Young. Okay. Uh, so I have Richardson at 11. Again, this is sort of where he's just on the borderline of being a starter. One of those things where if I'm drafting Richardson 11, I've either drafted one of the quarterbacks ahead of him or I'm about to draft one of these quarterbacks yeah. like immediately after like him that's him more as, secure. As, as an upside second guy on your team. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a lot. Yeah, I think I like that move. Uh, I have Kyler Murray at 12. So we talked to him a little bit. I think you had him, uh, at what, you had him what, 11? Uh, Murray's 10. Murray's 10, okay. And Sleeper has him at 9, so I'm the lowest. I've got him at 12. Again, just a little perplexed by the situation there. Uh, is DeAndre Hopkins going to be on the team when the year starts? Uh, this team's shown no capability as far as drafting you know, wide receivers and developing them. And you just look at the list of failed wide receivers they've grabbed there. It's worse than the Eagles. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, they acquired in a trade. Marquise Brown acquired in a trade. Like, this is a team that just can't, you know, it seems like they're going to be a team that's constantly trying to trade to acquire a wide receiver to help them there. I think they could be rebuilding. Uh, I have Dak Prescott at 13. This is kind of where I, I, you know, draw uh, the line of, like, you know. I, I think we're past, really, anybody that's got rushing upside besides Deshaun Watson. And... Dak, you know, I, uh, he's going to be the franchise quarterback for the Cowboys for the next couple of years. I don't see that really changing absent like a, you know, a really poor performance because, you know, he still gets overhyped because he's the Cowboys quarterback. And hopefully they transition to a more pay. I know they said they want to run the ball more, but, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen. So uh, I don't know. Uh, this is where it started to get hard for me. I, I don't have a strong argument for Dak being there. Uh, where do you have Dak at on your? Did he make it in there or? He's fourteen. Okay. Like it just got to the point to where I couldn't justify putting someone right those other guys over him. You had Goff ahead of him though, right? At 13? I do. Yes, I have Goff at thirteen. Okay, I have Goff at fifteen, and my concern is that Goff doesn't have a long term outlook. But that starts to be the problem with a lot of these guys. I'm like, what's this guy's long term outlook? Like, you know, that's the issue I had with Kyler Murray. Uh, Dak, I didn't really have that issue with just the lack of the rushing upside. I have Geno Smith at fourteen and. So with Geno Smith, in the three years he's been a starter, he actually has decent, you know, rushing yards. So in 2013 when he was a starter, he ran for 366 yards. 2014, he ran for 238. And then in 2022, he ran for 366 again. So he's got some rushing value to be added. Uh, the Seahawks, you know, they've got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. They just added JSN, so he's going to have weapons on the team for a while. The only issue is how long is he the team's starting quarterback? I oh, think he, yeah, he's old, too. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, he's not as old as, you know, some of the other guys on the list and all that. And he's 32. He'll, he'll be almost 33 when the season starts. He'll be 32 in 10 months. So, right. uh, you know, not great, not young, but also, you know, not uh, not ancient. And, uh, yeah, I, that's the thing, though. At this point, I'm looking at, like, if 
you're drafting him to be your starting quarterback and you like you know that means you missed out on these other guys you need somebody that can start for you this year and like quarterback is like your number one concern in the offseason and like for next year and all that like that's a you know I hope you get the number one pick and draft Caleb Williams sort of thing or you better trade your first round pick to acquire somebody else you know you you know maybe you try to trade and acquire like that's that's where I'm at like you need a quarterback that you can go into the season with as a starter and your your main goal should be acquiring another quarterback some some way shape or form but that that's where it comes out to me because there's a lot of these guys where it's like I just can't like CJ Stroud and Bryce Young are further down on me because I can't justify like you know drafting them as a starter or like you know what do you like what's the point of drafting them there like you're just hoping that they develop essentially you have them in a few years and it's like I don't know if that's the I don't know I'm in a glass case of emotion it, that, my look at kind of is a startup so this is a thing you're building your team around and I kind of at that point I'm looking for somebody that's got at this point I would have a quarterback already that I feel good about starting and so now I'm looking at like I need a bye week fill in or like you know something like that so like I I feel like you sh- this is not the area where you should be drafting the quarterback of the future for your team. This is why I have CJ Stroud and Bryce Young further down. It's like they haven't played it all yet. They're on teams that don't necessarily have a ton of star power anywhere. I mean, you know, the Panthers probably have more weapons around him, but the weapons are Adam Thielen, who's 33, almost 34, DJ Chark, uh, who's only been good in spurts here and there, Miles Sanders. I mean, like, it's not like, you know, the role, it's not like, you know, it's Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey over there, like it's with the 49ers, A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith or anything like that. They don't really have a lot of weapons there for these young guys. So, like, that's why they're just further down from me, and I'd rather have a quarterback that I can go into the season with as a starter and then, again, just look to acquire something later. You know, if one of these guys starts to turn up, then you, maybe you reach out and acquire them. Maybe you have a good, bad enough draft pick that you can uh, get one of the quarterbacks next year, you know, to... Um, Deshaun Watson at 14. Where do you have Deshaun Watson ranked at? 16. Okay, so not that far. I have him at 16 as well. Uh, he didn't play well last year when he came back. I know he might have the rushing. He might have the rushing upside. If he's got to run, it means he can't throw like he used to, and he ain't worth a goddamn. Oh, brother! This guy stinks. Yeah. Uh, the weapons there are an aging Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, Elijah Moore, and they drafted somebody, Cedric Tillman, I believe, in the second thir- or the third round. Uh, so, again, just not an all-star caster in the passing game. Uh, Kareem Hunt's no longer on the team, so their pass-catching back is gone. Does Nick Chubb gain some more passing volume, or what do they do there as far as who they're throwing the ball to out of the backfield? Any thoughts on that, Rich? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Probably Jerome Ford. Ugh. Okay, that doesn't make you feel great. So, yeah, just, I don't know. He didn't play well last year. He doesn't have a whole lot there that makes me think, like, oh, yeah, he's going to really bounce back and recover this year because of this. So, we'll see. The upside is there. It's also, yeah, I just can't shake the off-the-field stuff, you know, kind of weighs him on mine, too, and I'm putting it. It's like, I don't, I don't really want this guy on my team. Yeah, I'll pass. All right, so sleepers was Dak, Tua, Bryce Young, Deshaun Watson, C.J. Stroud. Mine was Anthony Richardson, 11, Kyler Murray, 12, Dak Prescott, 13, Geno Smith, 14, and then Jared Goff at 15. And your 11 through 15 was? Tua, Anthony Richardson, Jared Goff, Dak, and Bryce Young. 
Bryce Young. Okay, so you don't have Gino up there yet. No, I got Gino a little bit further down. Is that because of his age and because of the lack of you know long term yeah, longevity? Are we, are we sure that he can do that again? Are, are we convinced that no, Gino that he can do that again? Gino that an adjustment won't be made and. You talking about Sarder Smith? I, so the, I, uh, no more Starter Smith to be back to Journeyman I, uh, Gino. Journeyman Gino. I don't like to do my projections like that. Like I, this, so it's like, oh, can Gino do it again? Well, why can't he? Uh, what did he have last year? Did he have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Kenneth Walker? Yeah. Does he still have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Kenneth Walker? Yeah. So, like, what is what's the drastic change? You know what I mean? As opposed to me just not believing and do it again, I look for reasons as to why things might change. I'm just going to bank on him, a player, not even just Gino or specifically, just kind of when I'm doing it. That's my thing. Is like I I only predict a massive change if there's been moves made that for me indicate that there's going to be a reason for a change. But when it's you know they they add it to the passing game, they add it to the run game by bringing you know JSN and Ken, uh, Zach Charbonnet in the first and second rounds. Yeah. You know, not great for fantasy, but as far as if you're a, a, an NFL quarterback and you you know want your job to be as easy as possible, having three good wide receivers and two good running backs is a really good situation for you. They've got Noah Fant there at tight end. He's you know not a superstar, but you know he's a serviceable dude, tight end. Dude, listen, stop trying to make Noah Fant yeah, a thing. Look, he's not a thing. Again, he's dude. a serviceable tight end. I didn't yeah, say he was a thing. He's a serviceable tight end. Uh, you just, you That's just not much of a statement. The, he just flipped the case open yeah. on the button and hit. You brought up Cole Komet earlier <laughs> as a as a viable weapon. Cole Komet's for, better than Noah Fant. <laughs> I don't know about all that either. Yeah, that's what I mean, <laughs> yes, dude. He like, is. Don't... yes, he is. No, <laughs> we're talking. Cole Komet's got age, age, and his side. They're both scrubs. They are, but if you're telling me to pick one. I think the decision's easy. I, I love how no fan just it was it, that was him that he's the one that blows the conversation up. But it always is guys like that. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Yeah, no fan. Stop trying to make no fan thing. <laughs> you can't speak it into existence. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, though, Ryan, about Gino, uh, for, for the most part. I mean, dude, I, I just, I, there was multiple times last season I was like, dude, I have to start Gino Smith. He's mm-hmm. the hot hand right now over Justin Herbert. Like, Herbert wasn't throwing tutters. And he's throwing picks. Like, you know, it was a down, down year for him on the, the touchdown side, you know. Uh, you know, but uh, this... Smith was hot, you know. We'll see if he can maintain it. I think it's hard to tell. Obviously, I do like the idea that they brought in a bunch of new, um, new talent for him to, yeah. you know, throw the ball to. And you know, obviously, more robust running uh, running back room will should lead to more touchdown opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. So, for their careers on a per game basis, Noah Fan has averaged three point four catches and thirty seven point four yards. Cole Komet has averaged two point eight catches and twenty eight yards. You are better off starting Noah Fan on a weekly basis than starting Cole Komet. He was on the Bears. I'm talking strictly who's a better player. I'm talking who's putting up more numbers. Noah Fan was on the Broncos until he was traded to the Seahawks. Okay. He was playing with, what's his name back? I don't even know. Cole Komet is better. Yeah, okay. He hasn't produced more than he's a more fan dynamic. on a yeah, basis. Guys, guys he's more dynamic. Put some hasn't paper produced on it. more than... Put some paper on it. See who's the better... Uh, 
What are we betting? Yeah, that's what I was thinking about this weekend. We we need to come up with some, with some. What what are we wagering when we do these uh, these board bets? You have to eat it's got to be something. So I was like, sock. I don't know if it was like a candy bar or something. If we want to find somebody, we want to make a sponsor and just start wagering one of their products back and forth on the show. You had to wear the you had to wear the the Hooters outfit. That, I was gonna be, no. I I wanted this to be something we could continuously like yeah, bet on back and forth. Fair, you fair. know what I mean? I threw out that yacht anyway, so. We'll have to think about it. We'll circle back. Bet a candy bar or a dessert or something. It will be sponsored by Frank's Red Hot. And we just pass a bottle of hot sauce back and forth. Hey, you take a shot of hot sauce when you lose a bet? Is the, what's right, going right, on right, here? Enough tight end bets. All right. Let's get back to the list. No, yeah. uh, well, well, no we're let's marking this bet down, though. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's, let's keep it moving. Let's, let's we'll come back to it. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back to the bet. We'll come back to what we're, we're betting on, but we're to the, we've accepted. So what's what's the bet between Noah Fant and Cole Komet? Better point per game or better... Total points. Total. Total. Total points. Right, Noah Fant versus Cole Komet. Nah, that, that was easy. That was easy. That was easy. Take a large money or something. Easy win. I fart in your general direction. We'll see. <laughs> they we'll both say. stink, dude. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. <laughs> you know. Sometimes you plant your flag on, on a random on a random hill, and you just yeah. You know, and then next thing you know, those guys are one two next year. Maybe uh, you know. You never know. The new Kelsey Andrews, Fant, Comet. Dude. All right. All right. Uh, where are we at time wise? All right. Five minutes almost. Cool. Forty three. So I think this is a good place then to pause at the end of fifteen. Uh, as far as the episode, we'll take a break here. We're gonna come back. And just like for our producing sake, we'll come back with a because I think we're gonna take a little bit on the next one. I don't want to have an hour and twenty minute show. Just split this. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be everything for us in this episode. We're gonna come back with the sixteen through uh, thirty-two. The rest of the starting quarterbacks, essentially, or you know, non-starters, depending on who you have ranked there. But until next time, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Oddballs, and of course, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your audio podcast. Until next time, I'm Ryan McNichols. Rich Hill. Michael Hill. Peace out.